Hey everybody, it's Alexander Dahl with Manifest Vitality once again. Uh, so I've got another interview ready to go. Uh, we are approaching the end of Wave 5 here. Um, so uh, once we get the end of Wave 5 out, we'll give it a couple months and we'll start booking for the next wave. Uh, so without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into this one. Alright, bye. Alright, so I'm currently on the phone with Emily. She's another one of the musicians that reached out about the current interview series. So I'm going to go ahead and give her the chance to introduce herself. Hi, my name is Emily Ewing. I'm a songwriter who sings. I write songs, collaborate with other musicians and do session singing too. Um, I currently live in Worcester in the UK uh, and I've been doing music for a very, very long time, uh, for about 16 years. Um, and I'm currently working on a new EP, uh, which will hopefully be out very soon. Excellent. So uh, tell me about how, you know, you first found music and what about it really appealed to you and made you want to be a part of it? Uh, yeah, well, like a lot of uh, young children, um, I was always singing um, and I started writing songs at a pretty young age, um, if I can call them songs. Um, and one of the first ones I ever wrote was about endangered animals. Uh, I still have it on tape somewhere, actually. Um, uh, and as a young child, I remember seeing some footage of Queen. Um, and of course, I didn't know who they were at the time. Um, um, but then, yeah, Freddie Mercury completely captivated me with his incredible voice and who this person was on stage. And it really intrigued me how to be like that, how I could do that. Um, and about the age of 11 or 12, um, I tried to learn the piano. Um, so I'm not that great at it, um, but I know enough to use it with my songwriting. And then, yes, I did music at uh, college and university. Excellent. So uh, you kind of mentioned Freddie Mercury there. And uh, the question I, w I wanted to ask about that was, um, you know, Freddie Mercury is really well known for his personality and the way that, you know, he spearheaded, um, you know, that type of music and rock music. Um, yeah. How, how much do you think that, like, the personality of an artist really plays into, you know, how they write their music and the type of content that they make? Um, I think it plays a massive part in it. Um, for myself, um, I find music like a, a therapy. Um, it's where I kind of channel feelings. Um, into how I write and what I sing as well. Um, yeah, I know you see that a lot with a lot lots of artists. I think they sometimes might be a quiet person in real life, um, but they can put um, a flamboyant or um, you know, a bigger part of themselves on stage, um, which is really cool to see. Excellent. So you mentioned that you started learning piano. Uh, did you do yeah. that as kind of... Uh, you know your first steps into beginning to write and perform music or did were you learning piano uh for some other reason um well i was again listening to music very young um there's a lot of um you know the, the people like the spice girls michael jackson uh queen um i was always quite fascinated with how songs were put together uh, like the chords um mm -hmm. and everything like that yeah, and how they were structured, really, I always found that quite fascinating, uh, which goes back to what I was saying, that I was started writing songs um, very young. And so, yeah, I always had, like, a massive interest in it. Sure. Um, so about the songs that you started writing when you were really young, um, you know, how did you decide to start doing that? Was it, you know, you saw it being done and you wanted to kind of emulate it, or did you find the passion for it through another means? Um. Yeah, I think I just quite liked what I heard from music that we listened to on the radio. Um, I did want to emulate it a lot, um, you know, again, from people that I'd listened to on the radio. Um, there was a show over here called Top of the Pops. Um, mm -hmm. that was quite a big deal. Um, yeah, and I just quite liked and wanted to know how I could be like that and create 
similar kind of things, I guess. Sure, sure. And so then you mentioned that you uh, went to university for school or for music. Yeah. Um, uh, what courses did you take and how do you feel that that impacted your ability to uh, continue to create music? Um, well, when I went to college, that was more performance. Um, they kind of teach you how uh, almost to be session singing, actually, which is part of what I do now and how to work within a band a stage presence um, and at university um, I did um, a course called music industry practice which is kind of like uh, the business side of music um, mm. so they kind of taught us contracts for example um, and things to look out for again people who you'd work with um, and we've got to put on our own music events as well mm. as part of a project um, so yeah that kind of gave you um, or like myself an inside um, look at what the industry actually is and it's been a massive help because when you do come into contact with things like contracts and know what to look out for now and um, how to deal with band situations and working with people mm. and how to co-write as well so it kind of yeah helped me kind of build that um, confidence in that. Okay and then once you got out of school how did you uh, continue working on music? Did you uh, already have like kind of a repertoire of songs that you wanted to get out there and perform or did you start working with other people? Yeah well around that time I was in um, an acoustic duo um, where we wrote and performed uh, gigs um, and that's also where a lot of my real understanding what being a musician came from as well um, and then when that slowly stopped um, I started going solo and writing for myself and had EPs that would come out and then I got into session singing. Okay and um how how do you find uh, work as a session singer? Are you responding to like call sheets and things like that, or how does your typical gig go in that regard? Um, sometimes you get contacted. There's a phone call. Um, it's um, there's a saying that it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of people. Um, producer Dave Draper. He um, he's a producer I work with. Um, he works with. An incredible amount of uh, musicians, incredibly talented, and he'll often put me forward for opportunities. Um, I also see them on Facebook sometimes. Um, again, people that I know will say, "Have you seen this advertisement?" And I'll contact through there, and yeah, so on, like that. Really. Okay, so a lot of that stuff has come to you really organically, where you know you're actively searching like message boards and social media for the for the opportunities. I- yeah, I, th- I think these days you, you kind of have to, um, mm-hmm. being an unsigned musician, um, you kind of have to do a lot of work yourself. Like I don't have management mm-hmm. um, or an agent or anything like that. So it all does kind of fall onto me to kind of find the work and just see what's out there. Sure, definitely. I think there's uh, a certain level of kind of like self-starting and entrepreneurialism that, you know, a startup musician needs to have in order to, you know, find those opportunities and the people to work with. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and also through d- doing that, um, I found a lot of people that I've collaborated on songs with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've learned how to co-write through doing session singing and stuff, and people that I probably wouldn't have met in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, through doing session singing as well. So it opens a lot of doors. And um, excellent. So um, about about the stuff that you know you're writing yourself. Um, you know how how do you identify the type of content and the sort of voice that you want to have about, uh, you know, what you're creating? Yeah. Well, I call myself a songwriter who sings, um, because I, 
a couple of years ago, I stopped performing live because of stage fright. Um, but I continued kind of, yeah, just writing, as I said, songs that, are, that mean something to me. And yeah, and I do just, you know, just a mixture of everything. Like I have my own studio, which is a pretty simple setup. Um, when I do official recording, obviously I go with like a, a producer in the studio. Sure. And do you get the opportunity to go into, you know, your large mainstream studios often doing like your session singing? Um, I, I used to, but because of uh, COVID, <laughs> um, it kind of means that you have to kind of do a lot of stuff um, remotely, mm -hmm. which is where kind of having my own mini studio setup helps. So I can still carry absolutely. on doing what I'm doing and it hasn't really impacted me too much. So with the stuff that you're working on uh, and developing on your own, do you envision at some point that you'll bring other people into it and do like a full uh, band lineup kind of thing? Or do you see yourself kind of eventually being able to get out there and do solo shows and things like that? Um, I have no plans to do any shows just yet. Um, but um, because again, stage fright and all that. But um, mm -hmm. definitely continuing recording and yeah, just putting it out there. Um, and that's also one of the fantastic things of technology is that I can do that um, without the traditional way that most artists or musicians would do where they record tour. Um, I can record and put it out um, and you have a wider audience mm -hmm. because of the internet and stuff. So in technology just have its uh, pros. Which actually kind of brings up an interesting uh, point of that. You know, when you're able to do live shows over the internet or put something out over the internet and event essentially you're casting a wider net to an audience that uh, that could be much larger than what could fill a stage that you'd perform in front of. Um, but yet it doesn't impact you the same way that like um, the stage fright would being in front of, uh, you know, that live audience. No, and I hope kind of me saying that shows people that you don't have to do anything the traditional way mm -hmm. you can very much have a career in music without doing the whole live stuff if that's not what you want to do like mm -hmm. I love doing music and it's what I want to do um but I won't let stage fright stop me making music and putting it out mm -hmm. and so far so good <laughs> it hasn't stopped <laughs> me so far I think I think that point that you just made is also a really good point in the fact that there there are many facets and ways to participate in the music industry without, you know, what the expected live show or live presence is. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what are, uh, you know, some of your favorite memories in participating in music, whether it be, you know, going to a, a show that was inspiring or doing some session work? Oh, I have a few uh, career highlights. Um, I have been Artist of the Week um, on BBC Introducing, um, which is a pretty <laughs> a big thing. Um, I've also done session work for uh, fairly well-known people um, like uh, Ginger Wildheart, The Wild Hearts, and uh, Ron Hamilton. And um, yeah, I've worked with um, uh, a gentleman called Jeffrey Gerd, um, who wrote a hit um, in the 90s, a number one hit, a one hit wonder. Um, so it was really exciting. And yeah, just working with um, a whole lot of different musicians um, is, is a massive highlight as well. Absolutely. Um, do you have like any like personal memories to yourself that kind of stand out there rather than like professional memories? Um, 
But do you mean like a non-music way? Or uh, to... Well, still regarding music, but, you know, just like a song that you wrote that means a lot to you or something like that. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of songs that I think every song, as cheesy as it sounds, does mean something to me in some way. Because everything that I do write is from my aspects and feelings and it's like mm -hmm. a therapy almost. So I'm proud of everything that I write and that I get to share with the wider world. That's pretty awesome to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's really nice these days that, you know, home studios are getting so cheap that everybody can have that outlet and put a piece of themselves out there. Yeah, well, it's, it's nice that, again, in this current uh, day and age is that pe musicians don't necessarily need to pay lots of money to go to a, a well-known studio. Um, mm -hmm. You can do it at home, mm -hmm. which is all, you know, nothing should hopefully stop people doing it. Um, right. And if people want to make music, I hope they keep making it in any way that they can. You know, you're still very much a musician, even if you're picking up the guitar mm -hmm. uh, once a day or once a week and recording it on your phone, an idea is an idea. Excellent. So uh, what are uh, like your social media links where people can check out uh, the type of stuff that you've been doing and some of the session work you've worked on? Yeah, well, um, all of my social media um, is under my name, uh, Emily Ewing Music, um, all one, one word. So yeah, I'm going to check out my music. Excellent. And I always like to give the person I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last word. So a message that, you know, you feel re resonates with you. Yeah, just um, just echo what I said before, just keep making music. Um, the world needs more music and to keep creativity alive. Uh, yeah, so keep making music.